Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast. Uh, Our podcast is sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Go to www.establishmentcoffee.com.au for 25% off and free shipping. We are back with the fam and a very special guest today, Mr. Tommy Hardy. How are you, Tommy? Yeah, good. How are you guys going? Thanks <laughs> for having me. How's the persona change? Like in two minutes from like, yeah, to like, <laughs> yes, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? How are you guys doing today? It's great to see everyone. <laughs> oh, That's man. It. That's it. Put it on the professional act now. That's it, you know. Tom Hardy, thanks for coming through. No worries. Man. In the building. Before we, uh, yeah. before we get started, I like to do something uh, that we do every week. Let's go through our gratefuls. Uh, Tom Hardy, what are you grateful for, brother? Yeah, so probably a little bit, uh, you know, cringe or whatever, but probably just I'm grateful for life. Uh, you I know, don't cringe, Great brother. Uh, you know, grateful that, um, you know, training, my family and this country. Like, how good is, like, how good is Australia? Like, that's what I'm grateful Amazing. for. Amazing. Like, just driving here, I was like, fuck, we live in a good country, man. Like, so that's good. what I'm grateful for. That's a really Truly good blessed. one, Tommy. Truly blessed. Blessed. Stay blessed. Stay blessed. Stop holding the mic. You keep whacking me in the face. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Get in the right spot and just... Yeah. You can move it around, but when you're holding it, it's just whacking me in the face. Tell it's my first rodeo. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you've been on podcasts. You just haven't been on big podcasts. Yeah. I'm with the big dogs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bridget, what are you grateful for? Uh, the beach. I went there this morning and yesterday and it's absolutely beautiful right now. Nice. So that's what I'm grateful for. And almond croissants. I had the best one I've had in my entire life today. Where was it from? Uh, 5B2F. Now that you're a, now that you're a pastry connoisseur, <laughs> yes, right? Why are you asking where guy. it's from? What do you know if it's a good one or not? <laughs> I've been to 5B2R2D2. <laughs> Thomas has had about five pastries in his life and now he's a connoisseur. That's I right. haven't had the almond croissants before. I used to be a pen au chocolat. Go and now I think I'm converted oh, to almond wee croissant. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my laughs> yes. All right, bonjour, James. What is your grateful for the week? Why? Uh, we, it's not a grateful for the week. What? What are you grateful for this week? Oh, what am I grateful for this week? A good night's sleep. Oh, nice. Mm, had a good night. Probably my first good night's sleep in a minute last night. So yeah, I feel good. What's a good night's sleep for you? Uh probably getting like more than six hours sleep and not waking up multiple times. What time do you go to bed these days now that you're a morning runner? Uh, depends. Sometimes it's like, it honestly goes anywhere between seven, 6.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Nice. Mm. That's the dream. I got in bed at 7.30 on Sunday. I've been getting earlier and earlier, but sometimes it's hard. Like sometimes I don't mm. get hard home till like 7 and I have to cook and answer some emails and yeah. It's a good be feeling boss, getting to be bed the early. the boss man you are, you know. Always <laughs> on that grind. <laughs> Stay grinding. Something, something like that. <laughs> Tom, bro, what are you grateful for? Uh, I am grateful for robotic vacuum cleaners. So oh. I put Buddy on a raw diet. This I know this changes things, but there's a reason I'm saying this. I put Buddy on, on a raw diet like six months ago. So no more bickies. He's only on like food, like animals, animal products. Uh, so he has mince for breakfast and then he rotates through bone organ meat and fish in the evening and I've been experimenting with different organ meat and I've discovered that he hates liver. Wow. So I tried wow. to hide some liver just because I had bought it for a second time to see if he would eat it and he just doesn't, he just spits it out. 
So I'd bought a pack of it and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to waste it. I'll chop it up and try and hide it in his mints. But he's, he's a little ninja. He just finds it and <laughs> spits it out. And my robotic vacuum was going and it like caught a piece of liver that he spat out oh. on its front and then dragged it through my house. So I had like this, this bloody liver trail through my house. Um, and I was just thinking about that just then. And I'm like, it's cool that I have a robot vacuum that cleans my house for me even though Buddy ruined it. So we are living in the future. Yeah. <laughs> living in the year 3000. That's right. <laughs> At least Buddy's staying primal. I can't believe he doesn't like liver. Mm, he's picky. Mm. Get amongst it. He's picky. He eats like old wraps out of the garden. I was going to say, he's, he's, actually, he's actually not picky at all. And so when he is, it's really quite strange. Wow. Yeah. Um, we got a few things to recap. James, mm. big weekend for you. Huge weekend. Tell us what happened. The good, the bad, the ugly, the bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit embarrassing, to be honest. I was like, okay, I'm going to do my foot. We good? Yeah. All right. I'm about to do my first ever bench only comp. It'll be the first time I've ever gone three for three in bench. <laughs> Ended up being my worst bench performance ever. Uh, but that's all good. I had so much fun just getting out on the platform with uh, my friends in the APL. Um what I do? Saturday, I did bench only. Sunday, I had a race. Saturday, I went one for three in bench. <laughs> I hit my opener that was really hard. Um, but I opened on that. I did my openers in seconds the week before, and they were very easy. Mm. Yeah. I think because you were doing it on a different bench. Yeah. Using the soft bench. Maybe it made a difference. But you had, like, no prep for that. You yeah. Were, you prepped, like, what, four weeks out? Did you guys like, have a chat about how you're going to like stack all the different excuses before you came <laughs> up here? Yeah, I mean, like the wrong bench, had a rocky prep. But you just came in to have fun, you know. Yeah. You're coaching on the day, lots of athletes to look after. Oh. A bit of a rough weight cut at the end there. That's uh, a nightmare. Prepping for a race. No, actually, this is what Thomas sent me. I'm reading this out. This oh, is so good. <laughs> so I posted something laughing at myself, going one for three on bench. Thomas messaged me. Bro, that riffing was fucked. You got, <laughs> you got fucking robbed. Did you see how many people were slipping on the platform too? I can't believe those meat directors don't realize how much time and money people spend on these meats. They deserve better. Better. I never blame the comps or refs, but this is just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Keep slaying, King. <laughs> this was about five minutes after I pinched as well. You gotta support my boy. <laughs> But um, no, nah, I had fun. Uh, I hit my opener, 125, which I've opened at every single comp I've done in my life. Um, so that was cool. Missed my second and then didn't go for a third. But then on Sunday, this is the one that I was actually prepping for. Father's Day. Yeah, so Sunday's Father's Day. Uh, I did a 25K race and fuck, I- You crushed it. Yeah, That's I nice actually- shake. Yeah, I've, I can't believe it, how good I did. Sound, I don't want, I'm not trying to sound like a wanker, but I actually, for the first time in a long time, I actually saw my hard work, like, mm. you know, because I've done comps, mediocre preps, and I've done shit on the platform, and yeah. it's never really bothered me. But I actually did this whole uh, prep really well. I only missed one whole week of running when I hurt my Achilles, mm -hmm. but otherwise I did every session to a T. I didn't overshoot anything, any workouts during that prep, and then on race day, it just came together. Mm. So I wanted to run a negative split. That means where you run the second half faster than the first half. Uh, the first half I ran, I didn't go slower than 4.45 per K. And then in the second half of the race, I didn't do anything slower than 4.40 per K. 
So I wanted my average to be around 435, I think I said to you guys. Mm. It ended up being 441, so I probably could have pushed a little bit harder in that first half. But I'm really happy. But James, like this is this is something you're really passionate about, isn't it? I just like you wanted to fucking smash it. Like you were just yeah. set on it, weren't you? Yeah, but I've wanted to smash every powerlifting competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least you know, like like it's so much more rewarding. That's why you haven't cared about the powerlifting stuff because mm. you've been like, Well, I kind of prepped but also kind of didn't, whereas this you've put months and months, years even, of like thought and dedication and effort into it and it's like you said so good to see the result yeah no i was really happy so um no i'm stoked gonna do a half marathon prep getting back into some strength training now so i'm like i don't want to say proper strength training because i've always been training but you know doing a little bit more sbd a little bit more powerlifting stuff so it's gonna be fun very nice. nice. Mm. Very nice. So you're not doing the full marathon next year? Yeah, I'm doing the full you marathon. You are doing the full. Yeah. yeah, yeah nice. Let's go. Mm, Fergus Very Crawley, cool. you sent it to me, Thomas. He totaled 600. Crazy. And then did a marathon. Or he wow. did like a 60K race. I what? don't know. But Are you serious? Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Insane. Same weekend. Damn. Yeah, he's a weapon. So I want to um, get on that vibe for 2023. Yes. Yeah, Hybrid Henny. Nice. Hybrid Henny. Hybrid Henny. Concurrent training. Concurrent king. <laughs> All right. What about you, Bridget? You had uh, you had a bunch of lifters on the weekend, and you lifted yourself. Yeah, yeah, I did. I had I just had Scotty, Scotty Too Hotty, on the weekend. He smashed it. He got his two twenty five deadlift. He yep. wanted his four reds, so he got that. He was stoked. He beat his squat. Uh, bench wasn't there, but that's all good. He had the best day. I was so happy, and it was nice to yeah be beside him competing as well. I went seven for nine. It was a great day. Had heaps of fun. Yeah. And it was good just to be here with the whole crew. There was Lukey, Davey, who else do we have? Raven. Uh, there was some more as well, wasn't there? Mitch yep. and Rick. Rick. Yeah, Rick. they all killed it. Lachlan Inch competed. Yeah. Yeah, heaps of zero lifters. It was a really cool comp. Yeah. yeah. Bridget's undermining how well she actually did. Yeah, she killed oh, it. it. Right. Tom, bro, you did the maths. And Bridget was pretty close to coming third or second overall. So she would have um, come, if she totaled 10, 12.5 kilos more, she would have mm. come second overall. If she totaled five kilos more, I think she would have come third overall. That's cool. Mm, same like <laughs> that. You guys took a gutsy jump on the third bench attempt. What <laughs> What was it again? Well, we you went 52 from 52 to 57. 57. Just because we hit it in training and I'm like, all right, I want to get this. Well, nice. Bridget <laughs> almost- <laughs> talk me out of 60. <laughs> Bridget almost tore my head off when I said we're opening at 47.5. <laughs> she threw all her toys out of the cot. <laughs> so yeah, we had, to, we had to give it a crack. It was one of those ones that where she missed it and I was like, <laughs> but that, but that Christmas Day comp is such a vibe, though. Yeah, it's like cool it's comp. such it's a good so comp fun. to close out the year. Yeah, like I did it last year and it was sick. Yes, mm. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you know you weren't here? Yeah, <laughs> bro, I was there in spirit. <laughs> you're, you're always with us. Anyway, this uh, this podcast is all about you, Tom Hardy. Yes. Let's go, Gregory Hardy. <laughs> yeah, Junior. Tell the, tell the truth. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What's your story? How'd you get into lifting? Yeah, so. Uh, you know, growing up in uh, Warwick, Queensland, two hours from two and a half hours from here, yeah, Gold Coast. Um, oh, you don't have to say it. We all know where Warwick is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you put it, you on, put the it on the map. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, nah. All like, there's not much to do. So I, I basically grew up playing rugby league, um, and it, it was my dream to make the NRL. But I was, I was, I was good at footy. I just, I was just always a bit too, too small. And I got a um, a job at at the local gym when I was in grade ten. And one of the guys working there is actually an ex-powerlifter, um, Ben Bushrow. Yeah. And he was kind of my mentor. And basically, 
what happened was I he told me about powerlifting and he, he was prepping for nationals and I, I don't know, like it was just something about it. I just had a lot of interest in it and he wrote me up a strength and conditioning uh, program for footy and I just really enjoyed it. So when the season ended in 2013, I was under 16s, I said, hey bro, I'd like to jump in on a powerlifting comp, push-pull comp because he already had a few few guys that were going to do it. Anyway, I jumped in on it and long story short, I, I went there and I come home after that comp thinking, this is what I want to do. Like, what I what comp was it? It was the push-pull at PTC Brisbane, which is now Valhalla yeah. Strength. But yeah. And then, yeah, man, after that, like, I did, I gave footy up, um, went into grade 12 and started powerlifting. I did my first three-lift sanctioned comp, and that's where I met you, Stenzel, uh, Josiah, and I just, I just fell in love. Like, yeah, I come last and got smoked, but, like, I think from that experience, like, it just installed something inside of me to, like, just, I want to do this. I want to be good at this. You just know. I just knew. Which comp was that first three lift one? Uh, that was Queensland States. In 2014. That's when you, you won on Sunday. I remember it vividly. I was watching. I competed Saturday. You lifted on Sunday and it was out of you and Gus Cook. And you pulled for the win. I remember it. I did. Fuck. I did. That I was remember, so I remember that vividly. We, we weighed in. We both competed in the hundreds. That's right. And we both did like 10 or 11 kilo weight cuts. <laughs> oh, um, And we weighed in at exactly the same weight. <laughs> And it was coming down to the final deadlift and it was looking like we would get... He, Gus was trying to pull to make it a tie. Mm-hmm. And if it was a tie, then we would have had to be weighed in straight after the comp. And Gus had like Ipecac or something with him. Do you know what Ipecac is? No. no. It's this like drink that you you just take this shot of this stuff and it instantly makes you vomit. So he was going to do that, like lose a bunch of weight and then stand on the scales and try and win. That's how bad he wanted it. Um, and then he, he dropped his deadlift. Uh, so I pulled for 2.5 more to make sure that I, I got the win. And I got it. And then I did this thing where I yelled and then I dropped to my knees and I whacked the ground. Stenzel and I call yes. it the, the ground pound of shame. We've seen that video. <laughs> the, the GPS. It's never allowed to be seen by anyone else ever again. Uh, and won. And obviously, you know, smoked Tom Hardy. Uh, that's back, back, <laughs> back when I was stronger than him. <laughs> I was sitting next to Gus's brother. That's how I knew. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because you like, would have oh. been in the '90s back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, was, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, he was, yeah, because he was like, "Oh, you know, Gus has got a verse Thomas Silly." I'm like, "Who's Thomas Silly?" Like, and then that's how I. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, after that, um, yeah, fast forward to 2014 Nationals, um, and that's that wasn't that was just an awesome comp, man. I mm. mean, I think that's the comp when you and Stenzel did then huge weight cuts. That's the comp where yeah. Criddle totaled 10 times body weight. First yep. guy ever in Australia to do it, I think. Yep. Um, I didn't know he was the first ever. Yeah. Yep. Critter. Yep. I was there. Like, that, that. it was crazy, man. Like, I was on the Sunday, and that was on the Saturday. And, like, Stenzel totaled 800. And then the Sunday come along, and Ricky was the first guy ever in Australia to total 900. Yep. And, like... Yeah, like I, I totaled what, like 5.30, but like just to be there and witness that, it was fucking sick, man. Jackson Murray squatted like 357.5 at 100. And like, he was like 18. Yeah, he was a kid. Like Back then, R- Ricky Goodyear was the king, eh? Yep. He's the man. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was just awesome. It was just such a good comp. And then, so after 2014, I uh, I tore my meniscus actually. And... I kept I kept squatting on it because it was fine. Like I didn't I just felt a little bit of pain, um, and I didn't think much of it. And I just kept walking around on it, and then it would start to catch. And then I was like, "Oh shit, this is actually getting bad." So I got surgery on that in uh, 2015. And then did I, you 
tear it squatting or like it was it an old footy injury? Well, or you I don't know. I tore it squatting, but I think it was a com a combination of things. You know what okay. I mean? Like, did um, you feel it happen when it yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. So I squatted uh, in the gym, and I just felt something. I just felt something go, and I was like, "Oh shit, what was that?" And I couldn't walk, and then I rested it for a couple of weeks and started lifting, but it wasn't the same. So I got surgery on it, and then I just thought, you know, Ben moved away, so he wasn't coaching, so I really didn't have anyone. Um, you know, coaching me. I was just following old programs and stuff. And I just thought, I, I got to get a coach and there's got to be a better way to do this. So basically what happened, I I was online and PTC Gold Coast kept coming up, just kept coming up. And I was like, man, these guys are getting strong. They're and Thomas kept harping on technique. And I just, I was like, this is what I need to do. I need to hit this guy up. And you were in America at the time, I think. Yeah. And I messaged you and then, um, yeah, that, that's how the things got, ball, ball got rolling. Um, and yeah, man, the rest is really history after that. Like we've done... Pretty well together, man. Like a few world records, comp wins, national title wins, and it's it's yeah been legit the best best decision I've made. Yes, yeah, nice. I think you're selling a little bit short because when I think of lifters that you've spoken about this with me as well, like lifters that when I said who's your favorite guy to coach or whatever, you haven't said explicitly Tommy's your favorite, but you're like you love seeing people like Tommy start from the very start to where he is now. Like he started off as. You know, you look at strong people, you go, oh, he's always been a freak. Mm. But Tom Hardy wasn't a freak. He, he worked hard, very hard right from the start and yep. can, continues to do so. Yeah, like what, what were your best numbers back then? What did we start at? So we started at, I think, before, well, I, I squatted 230, then I had surgery. So I think I was only around 200. Yeah. Benching around like, what, maybe 130. Deadlifting around maybe 220. Mm -hmm. so, and and then, what are your best numbers now? Best numbers are a 373 squat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 200 kilo bench ridiculous. And a 300 kilo deadlift Was that a typo? <laughs> <laughs> but like well, that, that hard work ethic Is just You know From from footy Like we got We got taught at an early age If you want to fucking be good at something You just got to work for it And that just really Just drilled into me As a young kid Like you, Nothing comes easy If you want something You just got to work You got to work your ass off and yeah, I mean, like that's that's you through and through. Workhorse when mm. it comes to training, you never miss a session, you never miss a rep. Yeah, you very very rarely ever change anything. Like you've done all the volume I've ever thrown at you when I went through my high volume programming phases, and I was giving <laughs> you like eight to ten sets. You did all of that. Like you've you've really worked for it. So kudos to you, my brother. Cheers, bro. Thank you. Three seventy three as well. Number one hundred kilo squat ever in Australia. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was probably that's my greatest achievement. I we, think. we should probably highlight that it's the number one raw squat because I, I can't remember. I think it was me who squatted three seventy five equipped <laughs> at, at under hundred kilos. That Christmas cup too. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to double check the numbers on that. So. Yeah. Nah, yeah. No, number yeah. one <laughs> number one squat in Australia in the hundred kilo class, which is a, a phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal effort. Yeah, it's some good, heavy hitters you know? in that class. Yeah, it's unreal. I've um, I just wanted to just talking about Tommy's work ethic. Um, just even the little things like watching Tommy train in his get uh in his home gym. Would you call it home gym? Yeah, shed? it's a shed. I just read it. It's the Warwick Boxing Club actually helped me with that. So yeah. kudos to them. Like they helped me big time. So yeah, like, I couldn't think of anything worse than going. All right, today I've got to do three hundred and twenty for <laughs> a set of five. On my own yeah. in my shed in Warwick, yeah, in, in four hundred <laughs> degree heat in a shed, yeah. But you fucking go in and get I it done it. week in week out. I Does it get it. hot in there? Yeah, it gets hot in there, but we got fans, so it's it's all good. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Does any? Do you train with anyone? Uh my mate Tade, my best friend from home, he helps me every bench day, so he lifts off for me. And but other than that, like my little sister Bridgie will come down and help me, and yeah. But it, mainly it's by myself. Yeah. 
do you prefer to train by yourself or with other people? Because like you come here or you went to Reapers for a while yep. and you know, you're know you a pretty extroverted guy. You get electrified by being around people. Do you find it different when you train by yourself? Do you find it harder to turn on or is it the same regardless? When I'm going for bigger lifts, I love being around the boys like here, you know. Um, when it's like off-season stuff and the real work is is on, I like being at, I like being at home. You can just put your music on and just switch on and get into it. Um, but you know, whether I'm home or in here, it's really just, you know, no, really no difference. It's just when you're around more people, you do lift more. I will admit that. Mm -hmm. And what, what are your aspirations with it all? Where do you want to take it? Yeah, man, I want to like, I want to be the best. Like I, I just want to be the best I can be. If I can be the best I can be, then I've given myself every chance to probably be the best squatter in the world or the best lifter in the world. So as long as I can be the best I can be that, that's really all I can ask for. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean in numbers? (laughs) What do you really want? I know you think about this. Yeah, I, I don't Tell know. me the numbers. Well, Chad Penson squatted 420, so I'm looking at that. <laughs> Who's Chad Penson? Did he squat 420 at, at, a, at 100? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have no idea who Chad Penson is. He's is that like, his name? yeah, Chad Penson. So him and John Hack go head to head in the under 90s and the under 100s. Yep, that's right. Mm, he's the king. I love Chad Penson. Yeah, he's, he's good, man. He's is, does he have a different name on Instagram? Penson Lifts. I have mm. no idea. Yeah, so you know he's he's on the he's on the list so. mm. on the hit list. <laughs> okay, four twenty squat. It might take me a minute, but I'll, I'll try my best to get there. What do you want out of your bench? Um, I'd love to bench over five hundred pounds. Yeah, two twenty seven point five. Yep, at a hundred, that'd be sick. Yep, and then deadlift somewhere north of like two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, like three fifty. Who cares? Like, <laughs> no. like a waste of time anyway. <laughs> nah. Poor, some, man, some poor man's squat. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, like 330, 350, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. If it's possible, yeah. Who are your biggest inspirations in lifting? Biggest inspirations? Um, uh, probably, so when I started, so every, like everyone looks at the guys from like, you know, that are world famous. My guys when I started were like Matt Stenzel, Thomas Lilly, Scott Watson, Ricky Goodyear, Will Crozier. Those were my guys. Those are the guys I wanted to be like. Obviously, you know, I, I'm Thomas knows I love Dan Green, but you know, when I when I first came up, like those were the guys I I wanted to be like. You know, the the guys in Australia, like Critter, like all all those guys. Those are the guys I wanted to aspire to be like. You know what I mean? Like everyone else looks at the USA guys and the Eric Lilly Bridges and all them, which is great. But you know, when I first came into powerlifting, I wanted to be like these guys. You know what I mean? It's the same with me, man. Like I, I remember like I was doing PA and then I stopped and I did some other stuff. I was running for a while and I did this squat world record thing. And then I wanted to get back into powerlifting and I found Scott and PTC Brisbane through forums. Actually, do you remember Dave Palmiter? No. no Dave Palmiter, he was like Stenzel's competitor. He was the second guy to go 800 in the nineties in Australia. Um, He had a massive deadlift and I remember... I wanted to do the strongman comp and I registered too late. Um, and he's like, well, there's a, a comp on the same day at this, co- this gym called PTC Brisbane. And that's when I learned about them. And I remember going to their YouTube channel and being like, I'm stronger than a lot of these guys. Like if this is powerlifting in Australia, I think I can do this thing. So I went and ended the novice comp and did really well. And um, then I kept watching, like following them. And I remember watching the videos and, and Ricky came along and he there was a video of him and Hamish Coulter back in the day and Ricky squatted like 260 and I was like, hold the phone. 
People don't squat <laughs> 260. And I remember watching it and being like, how is this possible? Like, this is freaky. It was for reps. It was like for three or five reps or something like that. I'm like, this is insane. Uh, and the same thing as you. Like, I just, I was always really invested and still am. I don't follow American powerlifters. Really yeah. invested in what's going on here, uh, who's big here. Because we have a lot of really, really good lifters oh, in man, Australia. It's, it's amazing. It's unreal. I was just thinking that the landscape of powerlifting in Australia is second biggest in the world i reckon behind america and like, russia yeah yeah oh but i don't know we don't really follow russian yeah yeah we yeah. only know one or two kind of thing that's true yeah um yeah. but yeah australian powerlifting is fucking awesome it's, yeah it's, it's pretty fucking wild. sick man like mm. got pro raw coming up like hey, they hold some of the biggest comps in in, in in like the world really like it's it's so good big dogs like there are some insane lifters coming through south africa yeah that don't get enough attention like, obviously, everyone knows Nicolas, mm-hmm. like, absolutely yep. unreal lifter. Um, a lot of people are aware now of our lifter, Kurt, over there. Um, phenomenal lifter. He'll go over 1,000 at his next comp for sure if he doesn't bomb um, again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's other, like, absolutely, uh, absolute freaks. We're working now with a kid called Colton over there who, who just pulled 400 the other day at under 110, and, and he's, like, 22 years old. Freak. Um, Far out. There's a woman over there. Uh, her name's Jade. She's under 60 and totaling up in the 500s kind of thing. There's a, a woman over there, Danielle, who's who's doing massive numbers as well. They've, they've got some real talent popping up and, and coming through. So as it grows over there, I'm sure you'll see more and more freaks pop up. It's just the same same story everywhere. Like America's ahead of the game because they've been doing it for longer. That's true. They've yeah. got a bigger population. So you just naturally see more freaks. So as it's gotten bigger here, you just see more and more people that come into the game and just push it that little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further kind of thing. Mm. What baffles me about the South Africans though is the gyms and the equipment they train on. <laughs> oh, bro. They're tough, eh? They're, they're fucking... That's, that's the best way to describe it. They're tough. Just tough. They don't just ki- dogs. Yeah, man. they're relentless. Like, yeah. well, they've got nothing else to use. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, well, th- it's interesting you say that because their the gyms are phenomenal, mm-hmm. but phenomenal for the average person. Mm-hmm. So they don't have much like powerlifting stuff. So they've got like Virgin Active Clubs, which is super gyms. But like Kurt, you know, is squatting three twenty for reps on like the shittiest, weakest bar with shit plates, and it's just like bouncing oh, while yeah. he's trying to do it. It's wild. Mm. And I saw that video of. Uh, is it Colton? Yeah, Colt. Benching <laughs> 200 for what? Sets of... I don't know, something dumb. Sets of three or four. But it was on like... Just like... The worst snap fitness bench I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And I was like, that's nuts. People here complain about, oh, that Alico. Yeah. Is that, stickier yeah. than that one. <laughs> We're very but, lucky. But that's what it's like. I mean, like in the first gym that you went to in Warwick, you wouldn't have had powerlifting stuff. No, nah, nah, man. I remember Ben used to bring his deadlift bar in. And people, <laughs> they used to get a bit cranky because we'd make too much noise. But yeah, it was we we didn't train on anything fancy. No, just commercial stuff, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. All so Olympic kilo barbells, twenty kilo barbells that were like, yeah, shit. But you know, it's what you had. It's what you had to do. You just did it. Yeah. So what what do you do for for life? Like, do you train? Uh, sorry, do you coach? Do you work? Yeah. So I uh, I do coach a little bit, not as much as uh, I don't really promote it at all. Really, I just do it a little bit on the side. But I mainly work in aged care um, at Churches of Christ in Warwick. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> they're listening bro <laughs> we get messages from them all the time from the, from the patrons that's it, that's like it. demands where's Tom Hardy yeah <laughs> yeah so I do that um, my, ma- my main goal is to one day open a gym um, when when I do that I, I'm not sure but that is my end goal um, so I'm, I'm just enjoying training and, and life at the moment guys and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm loving it at the moment 
I'm just focused on tunnel vision into Pro Raw, and then after Pro Raw, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I just want to. I don't know if you're aware of this, but you've actually got a gym. <laughs> you could yeah. just open it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know, yeah. For those of you listening, yeah, you see where Tommy trains. That's his own gym. That yeah. so you rent a space out. Yeah, that's yeah. all your own equipment. That's all my own equipment. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I, yeah, just saved up and just yeah, just got some secondhand stuff and all like the rogue uh, plates you see and um, some of the bars are new, but yeah, mostly just secondhand machines and stuff. They do the job. So yep. How long have you been collecting and building this stuff up for? Since 2020. So I uh, just started out with just a bench and a squat bar and a platform, a squat rack and a platform, and which is a pretty good start off, really. Um, and then just I just slowly built from there. You yeah. Know? Um, did you did you see um, or were you incentivized to build because of COVID? Or did you think, oh shit, I better buy more stuff and make my own little gym? No. So no. So basically. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but I didn't, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of the commercial gyms we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a knock on them. Like they're like, you know, they run great gyms in Warwick. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but if they're not for you, they're not for you. Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly right. Like I just wanted a place for, for me and my buddies to train at. Well, mainly me, but you know, just a place where you can play your own music and you can, you know, slam a few weights around and, you know, have some chalk and just go, just go hard, you know, not have to worry about, you know, just like disturbing or like people or making too much noise or just yeah I, ju- I just wanted my own space basically yeah so i just i just did what i could to make it happen i don't get that man like you don't make a lot of noise i don't need you to tell me when you arrive i hear you laughing through my headphones when you get here so he's got the best laugh. Yeah. Lights up the world. I just laugh. Uh, the happiest man on earth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to hand Tommy a microphone, eh, so he doesn't have to yell. <laughs> what out the other day? I was training, and I was like, "Thomas, what are we? What height do you want?" And you're like, "Why are you yelling?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, sorry, bro." Yeah, <laughs> No, nah, you do though. You light up everyone's when everyone everyone speaks so highly of you. They're mm-hmm. like, "He is so nice." Yeah. yeah, I just I just love powerlifting, man. It's I, just I love the gym vibe. It's just happy. But I think because it's it's. You know, people put uh, in our sport, especially with young people, they put people that are stronger than them on a pedestal. So it's almost like they expect them to act a certain way around people. Mm-hmm. Well, so when they meet Tommy and they're like, he's so fucking nice. I'm like, bro, he's the nicest guy you ever meet. Mm. When, yeah. So when I was, when I was young and, and competing, I always looked up to the stronger guys and like, it probably wasn't their fault. Like they didn't really go out of their way to talk to us younger lifters who weren't really there yet. And I kind of just said like, if I ever get to their level, if I ever get there, I'm going to make an effort to talk to that kid over there who's only benching the bar or whatever. Because, you know, they could be the next, you know, next big thing one day. Like they And they remember that. I remember my first three-lift three sanctioned cop. Stendhal actually come over and had a chat with me. Josiah did. I Thomas wasn't there at the time because he competed yeah, on shot, Sunday. Shots fired. <laughs> 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 Sunday. But I was, I was competing with those guys. And like I, I remember that to this day. You remember shit like that when you're a kid. So if I was know. definitely there because I was handling Josiah, but <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> sorry, man. If you didn't, if you didn't recognize me back then, fuck. I did. I just at the start. No, that, I told that's been my motivation. Yeah, that's been my motivation for zero. I'm like, I'm going to build this brand so big that Tommy Hardy cannot ignore me. Yeah, he's going to know my name. So was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you you remember shit like that? You well, remember? I hope I was nice to you at some point. Yeah, you were. Well, that's good. <laughs> at yeah. some point hopefully it was nice to you once <laughs> it's actually really interesting reflecting back and not with you specifically but like remembering 
people come in and being all shy and weird in the warm-up room when you're more experienced and you've done 100 comps and you, you know, you're like, oh, you can work in with me. And then seeing them change over the years and turn into, like even Will. I remember, I mean, Will's still awkward, but I remember Will being super awkward and, and weird at his at his first states. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just this guy that was pretty strong. And then he got some attention and now he's Will, like he's the guy. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting to watch these people's journey. It's the same in these gyms. He's like a you see someone come in and they're all shy and in the corner and then six months later they're a Tommy Hardy sort of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, good. That's good. Were you ever shy, Tommy? Or have you always been outgoing? Oh, if I go to a new gym, I'm I'm pretty shy. Yeah. yeah. If if I'm around people I'm comfortable with, I I like to get amongst it. You know, I like to live. I like. I don't want to. I don't want to give a rap or anything, but I like. I like to lift people, man. Like, don't just just lift people. Be nice. Like, just get the vibe going. That's how you have a good session. That's sick. You're a power lifter. Just get it going. Yeah. Empower yeah. lifter. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Get amongst it. Nice, nice, nice. Well, let's talk about Pro Raw. Has Pro Raw always sort of been an aspiration for you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, back to 2014 when I started, uh, I watched Pro Raw 6 on the live stream. Pro Raw 6? Pro Raw 6. Holy it was Pro Raw 6. Yeah, best of the... Yeah, yeah is it, just remind me, is that the one I've got the trophy for? <laughs> like, so when Stenzel pulled 300, I was like... Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Remember when Stenzel pulled 300? He's like, what the fuck? Didn't get the down call? I don't because I pulled three oh two after him, so everyone before me, I kind of forgot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pro Rule Six, I remember that, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is sick!" Like, what, what, what's all this? Like, it was just mad. And then I got invited in uh, twenty seventeen, and I, I didn't go. I knocked it back. I didn't think I was, I was good enough to to go there. But I, because I wanted to go there and you know, try and win. I didn't want to go there just to fucking be there. Um, so yeah, this year I feel like I'm, I'm in a, you know, better position to, to do, to do well. So I'm going to try and, um, yeah, try and try and win. Back then, bro, you, you should have done the comp. I actually saw a really good reel yesterday on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're yeah, never going to uh, be strong enough. That's right. A hundred percent. Do the comp. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're, and I probably, and to be honest, I probably should have done it for the experience looking mm-hmm. back. Um, but just at the time I was just, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to win. Why do it? But looking back now, I, I probably should have done it, you know, just for the experience to get around. It was, I think it was at the Arnold's that time, so that would have been cool. Yeah, it was Pro Raw 9. It was the second one at the Arnold's. Yeah, so yeah. look, I, I do regret that a little bit. Yeah, I should have done it. It was a big comp. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really cool comp. Are they going to do that again? No, nah, because the Arnold's isn't coming back to Australia. Oh, right. Yeah, at so, all? No, nah, so whether or not they run a um like a fitness expo or whatever, yeah. I I can't remember. I think I had like twenty something lifters at that pro raw, and it was condensed into less days than it is now. And I remember I had I went in the one twenty fives because I had more lifters in the ninety fives and one ten. So I was like, well, I'll just not cut for the one tens. I was like one twelve or one thirteen or something. And I had a lifter that was two two people after me. So I did my squat, pulled my wraps, and while I was still on my knees, was wrapping his knees for his squat. It was it was pandemonium. Oh, it was so yeah. cool. Wow. It's a really, really fun comp. Yeah, man. It looks sick. If you ever if you guys ever go to Will Crozier's Instagram and watch his last was it that lift he pulled that yeah. to win it? Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, it's it's electric. It's that so was cool. insane. Yeah. Um okay, so you, you you knocked back that one, but you've accepted this one. Yeah, ready and, to roll. Yep. And you want to win. Yeah, I want to win. Yeah. You got ninety fives or hundred and tens? Ninety fives. Hundred percent, ninety fives. You know, it, it's a challenge. Um last comp I totaled eight eight fifty eight at a hundred, so you know, we'll just we'll just if you do if you do the work in the gym, you give yourself the best ever, best chance to do well at your next meet. So, yeah. what's what's the biggest total 
in under ninety fives pro roll so far? Is it Matt Stenzel or nah. be Patrick? Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, Pat Morrison. Yeah, I don't actually know what the what the total is. Eight seventy two point five. I don't know if that was at pro roll or not. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it was a pro roll. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I think the best total, I think the best ninety five total was against Patrick and Stenzel when pro roll was at the Arnold's last. That would have been Dale Longford. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Nah, Patrick. Patrick won that comp. Yeah, it went Pat, Dale, Stenzel, or oh, Pat okay. Stenzel Dale. I can't. I think no. I think Stenzel was second because they tied or something, and then it was it was uh, Pat was lighter, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, cool. Because you've you've done you've cut a lot of weight. You've cut from like yeah. one twelve or one fourteen. One twelve at your heaviest. Yeah, twenty twenty we started at one twelve. So basically, I was getting too too heavy, and you know just a lot of just a lot of body fat, and I was squatting super wide, and wasn't hitting. You know, I was depth was just such a fucking you know obstacle, and it was just it was just shit. And Thomas just said to me, "Look, man, we need to we need to make some changes." And um, took me through a lot of hip drills, technique sessions. Um, and a part of that was getting the weight down so I could move better. Um, and it, it's it's really made a big difference. One of the questions I get is, do you find it hard to stay stronger while you're cutting weight? And it just, you just, you know, you got to adjust to it. It takes a while to adjust, which makes it feel harder. But in the long term, you'll be better for it, you know. My best total uh, was 802.5 at, at 110. And then, you know, fast forward two years, my total's gone up by like 60 kilos and I'm lighter. Mm. So it works, man. You just got to trust the process. You've, you've said this, Thomas, before. Like, you know, if you think you're going to get weaker by cutting weight, you, you're going to get weaker. Like, if you yep. just don't think about it, you, you've said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it makes sense for you to be struggling when you're in calorie deficit and your body shape's changing and everything. But if you look for it, you're going to find it. Mm. You really have to feel it out and see what you're capable and then make adjustments if you're not capable or whatever. But if you just keep powering forward and, and keep doing your best, uh, you normally overcome a lot of that, yeah, which exactly. you've been really good at doing. I mean, we have adjusted the numbers at times. We've been in a pretty hard deficit at times. Yeah. Uh, but we're sort of at weight now and can start to turn things around slowly as we come into strength phase and peaking for, That's right. for pro roll. What, what are your dream numbers for this comp? I just want to do better than last comp. That's always my my goal. If I can, if if I get a kilo more on my total, that 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 that's a win. That's a win for me. Yeah, cool. The question was, what are your dream numbers <laughs> yeah, for this? Yeah, comp? I know, but that's the th- I don't know. I I honestly don't like. I just my goal is always just to do a little bit better. <laughs> I'm going to ask you this one more time. <laughs> what but, do you want to squat at pro rock? I don't know. You do I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna more s- than last time. Can I say? Yes. 380. It's going to be 380. That'd be four three, times body weight. 380. <laughs> See, you do know. I know, but I don't, I don't, It'll I don't like It'll be 4.145 times body weight. <laughs> he had I that don't one like in the that tuck. pressure. He had that one in the tuck ready to, <laughs> the doc score is 213.25. <laughs> that came off the I tongue hate, way too I hate fast. That pressure, yeah. But do you reckon, um, I don't know, does this, does this affect you as well, Thomas? I want to ask both you guys this. The mono, is it, does it make a difference? The forward facing mono? Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. No, I was just saying because you guys have been walking all your squats out. Yeah, I got used to walking out too. Uh, Tommy started using the, like yeah. w- we've been training on the mono and I walk out and he uses the mono. Yeah. 
Um, he's used to walking out, but it, it's a quick adjustment. If you've if you've got like we've got four months, we've got the time to we, play yeah, around. We've got a lot of there's, time. There's plenty of time to adapt to the fat bar, the monolith. The big change for Pro Roar is that they use the forward facing mono, and that throws a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. The the particular one that they use has like a curved J hook, and it really throws off your balance if you're not perfectly under it. You kind of have to unrack like you're falling backwards. If you're leaning against the rack and you unrack, as soon as they unrack, you just fall forwards. So you see a lot of people lose balance and miss lifts because of that. Um, but remember Ryder, how he yeah. trained for it? Do you Did you see him doing that? Yeah. They just turned around and faced the other around. way yeah. just to get used to it. Because the other thing is you get used to like in a power rack or even in the combos or whatever, the uprights are in your periphery and they give you your sense of like space. Mm-hmm. They, they get you that proprioception so you know where you are. And it sounds ridiculous. Like it sounds like it shouldn't make a difference when those things are gone and it's just like you – looking out into the open with nothing there that's what a forward facing mono is yeah it's really weird yeah it like was, it's really weird do you remember nationals in 2018 rushi's gym yeah yeah it was the same thing and one of our guys might have been jason hill he he even i even on my first squat i like missed my first squat because it was just like it was just weird i like slipped and yeah it's just forward facing mono but you just it's just you just got to adjust to it that's all it is yeah Okay, well, I won't force you to say your other numbers because I know you know them, but you obviously don't want to say just, you just, don't want to put it to the world and have the bro, pressure back on you. No, I'm just under that. I'm just under that quote from Ed Cohen. Like, if you just get a little bit better each time, think of in five years how much that adds up. You know, there's only one way to make diamonds, brother. That's the pressure. pressure. That's it. Yeah, we'll Can you say that Ed Cohen quote in his voice? Uh, I'll try. You know, when you do it, you gotta like, you do. If you if you can gain like five kilos in like five years over time, you're gonna be fucking great, man. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, Tommy Tommy's like an impressionist. He does it all right. <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, <laughs> when I was <laughs> when I was uh, when I was lifting, uh, I just uh, you know do my best and you know hopefully cut to the two twenties. <laughs> Might be a little bit hard, so I'll try and get a bit better. It's it's so funny. It's so funny because like in real life, that's exactly how he does. Like the 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 awkward, nervous laugh. He really doesn't say much at all. It's like really hard to get to get anything out of him. So when he does seminars and he's forced to talk, it's exactly how it is. Can you can you actually do Tombro's one? I I haven't heard you do a Tombro one since like twenty eighteen. I'll try. Yeah so, yeah, so guys, basically, um, you know, the benefits to technique and, you know, really getting our, our back into the squat, using our elbows to really squeeze, um, that's going to make the difference when we're doing upper back, upper back tightness. Um, yeah. It's rusty. It's rusty. <laughs> it is a little bit rusty. But I remember back in that day, I was like, that's fucking so good. Yeah, he, like, he like does this thing with his eyes. Like, I I've, love it. I've changed my style. Yeah, you used to get him doing oh, it on yeah. the uh, PTC Gold Coast Instagram back then, eh? Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. We just see gold. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. What about Conor McGregor giving technique advice? I just go in for the fucking kill. I don't give a fuck. I just go in to to uh, <laughs> to uh, hit him with the. What, what. Hey, look at Aldo. I fucked him up in the first round. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Fuck, that's good. You are good. Oh no, no, not not that. Good. Oh, he's humble too. <laughs> he's humble. <laughs> 380, that'll be four times by the way. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I know, I know, I know what it is. You know, yeah. I, I know, I know the four times body weight, but I don't, I don't like that pressure, man. Okay, I feel that. I feel yeah, that. I don't like that pressure. Um, Tommy, uh, me and you, me and you connected for the love of uh, 
I, I guess you could say like hip hop culture. LeBron James. <laughs> Basketball, <laughs> rap music, and all things footy. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Tommy's into hip hop culture? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy is the culture. Do it for the culture. Man. Talk us through your outfit. What are you wearing today? First time wearing my Odell Beckham Super Bowl jersey. OBJ, so OBJ let's OBJ, go. I love Odell. Um, wearing some Lakers pants, LeBron shoes. How good. Yeah. So you're a LeBron fan. You're a Lakers fan. Yeah, I like the Lakers. Yeah. Edan's probably going to question that. Yeah, bring it. Bring the smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Big talk. Uh, go for the Patriots wearing a Rams jersey. So <laughs> I'll get some hate. So, yeah. No, nah, Edan's awesome. I love Edan. He's a good guy. No, that's sick. Are you willing to say how much you spent on that Rams jersey? No, nah, man. I got it on Fanatics. It was only like 70 bucks. That's actually really cheap. Yeah, mm. man. Yeah. Yeah, we were meant to do a Fanatics order ages ago, but I can't remember what happened. <laughs> I think I was too lazy to look at the website. <laughs> yeah. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Until now. Yeah, uh, fanatics is gangster. Good. Do you have any questions for Tommy? No, I'm just loving hearing a story. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know. What, what's your, looking back, you know, you've been in powerlifting now for almost 10 years. It's been a long time. Holy shit, yeah. What, what are some of your absolute highlights, either yourself as a lifter or, like, yourself as a competitor, just highlights of your powerlifting career summed up probably squatting 333 at rushi's nationals was was one of the biggest ones because i didn't think i'd coming into that i didn't think i'd get anywhere near that um i squatted i think i squatted 317 here when you this is when you first opened you moved from runaway bay to here yeah and yeah I, i didn't think i'd do it and when i did it i was like what the fuck like this is crazy and then probably my second one would be... Well, hang on. Talk us through what happened there. Like, what what were the attempts leading up into Yeah, that? so it was 300. We missed 300 because it was it was easy. I just slipped yep. on the way up because of the reverse mono, but it was just me not, not setting myself right. It wasn't the mono at all. And then we went to... I said, you know, just put 312 on. We'll be right. And then we did 312. That, was, that flew up. And then I just said, yeah, let's go. 333. Let's get the record. And that was the world record. Um... And then if you, if you go back a year, go back two years, my first world record, that was pretty crazy because I never, I never went for something like that. That was 285 and a half at 90 kilos body weight and I was a teenager. And um, Was that GPC Nationals? Th- that was GPC. You ran that comp actually. Yeah. Oh, the Masters Juniors yeah, Nationals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's 2016. And, and I remember taking my – because we do a, uh, a, t- a testing week where we take our – um, first and second attempts and I remember doing 275 with you and you said 285 might not be there bro so just don't set your heart on it and I went to the comp and yeah the first the first lift of 260 was just I was holding it for like 10 seconds and I made it look super hard and then the second lift was 275 and we smashed that and then I just said yeah let's put it on let's go 285 and a half and I did it and it was pretty special because uh, my dad and my little sister were there and dad just beat lung cancer so that was pretty fucking cool. And he, he comes to every single comp. Like, mm. Dad's my biggest supporter. He comes to every single comp. And, um, if well, he, he was the one driving you down here when you used to yeah. come, you know, yep. two-hour trip both ways, four-hour round trip. He'd come yep. drop you off and just hang yep. out. Yep. That's yep. F- I love that, eh? Yep. That's well, so supportive. Yeah, and then my biggest, my biggest highlight would be APL Nationals squatting that 373 and taking that all-time record. Because I'll be honest, like, I didn't think I'd get anywhere near it. I just wanted 360 and I was happy. Mm. So, yeah. It crushed it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I'm just grateful to be to be at zero. Just grateful to be on this team. I'll tell you a funny story about that 2016 Nationals. You know Brett Warland? 
Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been with That's us. That's the big bencher, right? Eh? Big bencher, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Been with us since shortly after that comp. At that comp, he came, I think, second overall in bench press only. Like Jason Semler won. That's and, and, right. And then he yeah. came he came second overall and I I read the results wrong and I <laughs> I gave someone else a medal. <laughs> and they worked it oh, out good. like the next day and I had to like ask for a medal back and then oh, no. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> so the fact that Brett eventually came and signed up and has been uh, you know, been on the team since then and become a good personal friend of mine as well. Uh, thank you, Brett. He's a beast. <laughs> thank you, thank you for your forgiveness. <laughs> He's yeah, a beast. He tore his pec off the bone. He got it surgically repaired in May, so May thirtieth. He got the surgery on my birthday, uh, and he benched two hundred the other day. Uh, no, he benched two twenty the other day. Was that at PTC headquarters? Yeah, he tore it at PTC. I saw that. Mm. Holy shit! Yeah, shout out Brett. He listens to the podcast too. He's what the man. Beast, I also love how he trains in work boots and a high vis. Yeah. yeah. That's a, ma- that's a man <laughs> keeping it old school. Yeah, keeping it old school. We need to hit Tommy with some this or that. Yeah, I've got I've got some goodies here. That's all right, cool. we're all gonna play this game. Kobe or LeBron? Oh. I knew that would hurt. <laughs> you gotta pick one. Oh man, probably Kobe. How do you feel about probably that, Kobe? Probably come on, man. It's Kobe, bro. Kobe. Yeah, he's the black mama, but nah, I'm I'm LeBron. LeBron I'm, I'm LeBron James all day. <laughs> I watched his whole career. What about Kobe or Jordan? Kobe. Easy. Kobe. Kobe. What about you? I don't know. <laughs> like, if people think I'm a basketball fan, I don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> I thought you were when I first met you because you had the Jordans, you had the Jordan shorts. I know, you know? Jordan, I know Scotty Pippen, I know Gary Payton. Oh, how, how do you know Gary Payton? Yeah, I used to collect big. cards. Oh, the glove. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. His son plays in the NBA now. He's a oh, beast, wow. eh? Yeah, and he's the same kind of guy, just a really good defender. Yeah. The glove junior. So when I used to, well, like as a kid, I watched some NBA and mm. I collected the cards. Gary Payton was my favorite player. That's cool. Yeah, now Gary Payton uh, the second is in the NBA, yeah, which is crazy. Cool. That's cool, yeah. Bridget, Kobe or Jordan? I don't really watch You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Can I just say the Greek freak? And I'm oh, <laughs> yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right. Uh, Why the Greek freak? Because uh, I used to back Milwaukee. Yeah, nice. man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because that was where I went when I went to America. Nice. Went to a few games there. It was amazing. I believe it's pronounced Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where that's from? No. Oh, I'll show you later. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add in a few extra ones here for Tom Bro and Tommy as well. Jordan ones or Jordan threes? Ones. Who would pick Jordan three? <laughs> ones because I squat in them. I don't I don't have Jordan threes. What inspired you to squat in Jordan ones? Tom Bro. <laughs> what inspired the but world man. to squat in Jordan ones? Tom Bro. Hundred percent. I'm I'm claiming that. Hundred percent. I wish you talked your shit earlier though, because you were legit. The first guy to squat in ones. Yeah, I saw him squatting them and I was like, I'm squatting in those. They look sick. And have you noticed everyone's got- Everyone. I'm like, nah, Tombro started this literally in 2016, 2015. Yeah. Like, because all the big names in America do it too now, but you were literally the first one. That's right, baby. I'll die on that hill that Tombro was the first one. What would you say? I started it, so, you know, get amongst Yeah, but Tombro started it by not even trying to be cool. Oh, yeah. You know, have I told you why I started it? Nah. So those Jordan ones that I wear, the Chicago's from 2013, I bought them and they're the most uncomfortable shoes ever. Like they're super stiff. It's a real cheap, nasty leather and they're horrible. Like I couldn't walk in them. They hurt too much. And I'm like, I need to, I was squatting in basketball shoes. Were they the, uh, sorry, were they those blue Nikes? The blue Nikes. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah, got yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was squatting in basketball shoes and I was like, 
I, d- I need something with more ankle support. I'm like, I hate these other Jordans. I'm just going to wear them. And they're perfect for squatting. And then Australian strength coach, Sebastian, he yeah. made them big because he's huge, obviously. Wearing bloody two grand Travis Scott's on the squat yeah session. yeah he's he squats in <laughs> he squats in actual fire yeah he's got some swag he's got some swag um all right this or that Coke or Pepsi there's gonna be some random ones there Pepsi Pepsi, Pepsi. Max yeah Pepsi Max so I'm gonna I'm gonna go like Mr Worldwide here in Australia Pepsi Max in most uh, in most other countries Coke why it's yeah. just better in other countries yeah because I like so. Any any um, you know drink any carbonated product is made on water, and so if the water is different, it produces a different flavor. Yeah. So our Coke Zero sucks, whereas even like New Zealand's Coke Zero is way different and way better. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. It's why Pepsi Max is so big here. It's because our Coke Zero is terrible. Wow. Mm. Whereas in in America, I reckon the the Pepsi a it's really hard to find Pepsi Max. It's all like Diet Pepsi. Mm. And their Pepsi is just yuck compared to their Coke. Um, well, good Coke's really hard to find here in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> no, I'll leave that in. Right. Uh, Do you remember how often Steve Wang used to make Coke jokes with, with chalk? Yeah. It was so inappropriate, but so funny. I love it. Um, yeah, he used to always like break it up and I everything know, in the so chalk. He's, he's an idiot. I love you, Steve Wang. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going Coke. Whoa, controversial. Mm. No, nah, but because for me, Pepsi Max, I love Pepsi Max, but it reminds me of, uh, that's my work drink. I was about to say, you must love it because my supplies seem to disappear very quickly these days. Are yeah. you enjoying the vanilla Pepsi Max and the lemon? No, no I didn't think no, you would. No, he's spewing. <laughs> I, I you saw you do- come back with that. I was like, oh no. Yeah, he tried the lemon. I was like, nah, give it a, he tried it this morning. He's like, that's not bad. No, ah. we'll, we'll talk about performance reviews afterwards. <laughs> Weren't you a Dr. Pepper guy? Oh, big time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just, just hard to get here. And yeah, very, very hard to get here. Yeah. Um, not as hard as Coke. Um, <laughs> car- <laughs> carnivore or vegan? Bridget. Vegan. Yeah, carnivore. Vegan. Vegan. Way, yeah, way yeah, more yeah. versatility with yeah. vegan. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I'd feel better too. Yeah, mm. vegan yeah. food's great. Yeah, There's, and how many fucking good vegan... Everywhere's got vegan options now, mm-hmm. but like legit vegan options. Not just fucking lettuce sandwiches and shit. <laughs> like proper, you know, like beyond meat. There's the heaps. impossible. Yeah, meat. and that shit tastes yeah. like meat. Yeah, mm. it does. Um, yeah. Well, hang vegan. on. I, can't, I mean, kind of defeats the purpose. I I like vegan food that's like honoring mm-hmm. vegetables and plant products. But Ooh. most people are vegan for ethical reasons. Yeah. All right. Let's go. With this. If I said to you tomorrow, <laughs> Don't if get I me stuff. if I said to you today, you have to be carnivore or vegan for the rest of the year. Vegan. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan. Easy. Vegan. Easy. Easy. Um, <coughs> A7 or SBD? A7, baby. Loaded lifting. Shout out. 10% off. Use my code. <laughs> <laughs> nah, give it a shout out. What's the code? Uh, so it's all capitals. Hardy 22. And you've got to put an exclamation mark on there. All right. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> A7, baby. Do we have show notes? <laughs> I don't know. CJ, make some show notes. I think we do. I think we do. I'm going to say SBD, but I haven't. I've only used the old A7 grippy shirts. Yep. Will gave me his because his neck didn't fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I've only used James's A7 wrist wraps and I don't particularly love them. Yeah, no, they sucked. I didn't like them. Is uh, that the real stiff ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't used like the, the sleeves and the belts and stuff. Yeah. Though. 
I find the the more flexy ones are better. Mm. That's what I found. Yeah, mm. Bridget. I haven't used anything A7. I've got an SBD soft suit. That's it. Oh, and the knee sleeves. So SBD. What happened to that mystery belt? Do you still have that? The mystery belt. Yeah, isn't it under? Oh, I think this one's got it. <laughs> it may be in my car. <laughs> okay. Uh, Titan or Inza? Inza. Oh, old school baby. Yeah, man. Dave Hoff, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> my guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go Titan. Mm. You've all, but you've always wore Titan. I wear an Inza belt. Oh, yep. what at your wraps? It used to be blue. Yeah, always used Titan wraps up until Lily Bridges. Oh, okay, yeah, But yeah. Titan soft suit, GOAT, best soft suit out for sure. And their equipped stuff. Oh, okay, fair enough. Nice. Yeah, yeah sick. Easy Titan. Yeah. I, I wear the wrist wraps. The wrist wraps are Are very they good. those stripy yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's and the only Titan stuff I've ever used. I've got an Inza belt and the wrist wraps and I, I love them. Tell you what Inza need to fucking redo as a soft suit. They can't be doing those Andre the Giant wrestling suits anymore. <laughs> Andre the Giant? That's exactly what it is. Andre. I like them. I Why the, leg, the legs are so short on them? They look like you're wearing undies. Yeah, but this is the thing. You look good in one, Bridget. Most yeah. people do not look good in one. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. When I saw Mel at a comp, I was like, bro, you look like Andre the Giant. And he oh, is big. Man. And I remember seeing him pull one thing down. I was like, no, nah, that's fucking... That's Andre from Reaper Strength. Far <laughs> out. Oh, man. Um, who's more of a pioneer in an industry? Dave Tate from Elite FTS or Mark Bell from Slingshot? Oh. Or who's more influential for you guys? I was just listening to a Dave Tate podcast on the way here. But I think Mark Bell. What do you think, Thomas? I'd say Dave Tate. Mm-hmm. I'd say Dave Tate because a lot of Mark Bell's stuff, you know, he's from that background. Yeah. Westside conjugate sort of style stuff. And I think Dave Tate's had a wider influence. So even though, you know, Mark Bell's probably reached a whole new audience and been massive in growing the sport of powerlifting and awareness around powerlifting and done big things for the brand, he's a little off tap these days, but mm. that's okay. Um, I think his ideas are mostly regurgitated from the people that paved the way like Dave Tate. Yep. Plus Dave Tate's funny. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Dave Tate as well. I love Mark Bell, but... I don't know about you. I'm not trying to, this is no knock on Mark either. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you noticed that like he's, he's very inconsistent with his team. It's always chopping and changing. Like there's no veterans at slingshot. I don't follow him that closely. I mm. just know a lot of his, I just buy a, a lot of his products. But so yeah. I really admire people that have like had the same team from the jump. Yeah. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Has Dave Tate? Um, I haven't followed him. But that's one thing that's always put me off about Mark. And but when I used to always be on Reddit, I used to read comments from other guys, like what happened to such and such, what happened with him and Silent Mike yeah, and things Silent like Mike that. Was a big one, yeah. And um, yeah, so I always just thought maybe uh, I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's just one thing that kind of. Yeah, I think I think in general he's a he's a bit of an abrasive type, mm-hmm. uh, and of course as his ideas have changed, he's probably you know, reflected that in changes in his personality and maybe like made good friends and relationships and then they change because he fundamentally changed. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I've been there a few times. I've trained there a few times. The gym's yep. definitely changed a lot. Um, I got shouted out on the gram by him in 2015. Well, it, I'll claim that. His gym's free, isn't it? You can train yes. there for free. Yeah. 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 Cool. Why is that? Do you know why? Or? I assume it's just like a tax write-off. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I like. I like, I like that sick. he you know, initially built that gym with the idea of like, I'm going to help powerlifters in this area and not charge them a cent. I like that. Yeah, I that's, think that's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, 100%. I think that's really cool. I wasn't allowed to wear a zero shirt last time I went. 
<laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, you're not allowed to represent any other any other brand that might be related to powerlifting in any way, shape, or form. I think that's cool, though. That's a fair trade. So what if you wore, like... Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is a dumb question, but what if you wore Inza shirt? No. Oh, shit. Because they got Slingshot. Mm. Oh, you yeah. buy some of their merch. Yeah. yeah. I think that's cool. That's yeah, cool. No, that's yeah, fair. I, I that's don't think fair. there's a problem with it. If your gym's free, then that's fair. It's like when we film content here, we encourage people to wear a Zero shirt. That's like, right. Yeah. you got to rep the set. Yeah. Um, monolith or Walked Out? Oh, walked out. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Have you never used one? I've like I've squatted in the monos, but I've never. Um, yeah, I've always walked out my squats like give every a crack time. Sometimes. Yeah, Just I would. Re- I would really like to. Walked out for sure. 100%. Mono. I would have said I would have said mono one hundred percent, but that was hard. But yeah, mono. No. But I do like walking out. It's actually mm. not bad. Old school baby. I like walking out my squats, but when I reflect back on uh, old older times, my arms hurt less. Using oh, a mono. 100%. Yeah. But I, I don't have a problem with monoliths. I mm-hmm. think, I actually think they've done great things for the sport. Yeah. Um, because, like, it is a test of someone's ability to squat. And people will argue, well, part of the squat is walking out and walking in. Is it? Mm. I, I can't know. afford to lose that skill. I suck at it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm saying, for me, I, I walk all my squats out, but mono. Like, my arm, it keeps you up. My arm's healthy. Yeah. Wraps or sleeves? Wraps. Oh. Bridget. A year ago, I would have said wraps. I'm going sleeves all the way now. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say sleeves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say wraps. Just really? Want, why yeah. is that? Yeah. Squat more. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Powerlifting, lift the most weight. Yeah. It's yes. like when people make yes. fun of equipped. I'm like, nah, equipped's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's you want to fucking move the most weight? I think it's freaky seeing someone hold 400 kilos in their hands and bench press it. True. Mm. 100%. All right. A year of conjugate training twice a day or small of SPD training twice a day? And which one would break you first? Conjugate, man. Rep rep Westside. (laughs) Conjugate because it would be way more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think SP, uh, Smolov would break you first. Yeah. Smolov would break you in the first three weeks, (laughs) as you know. (laughs) Yeah, I've done it. That's how I got into powerlifting. Um, All right. Deadlifting with a squat bar or squatting with a deadlift bar? Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Far out. We had to, at Worlds in 2013, they didn't have enough bars, so we warmed up with a squat bar. (laughs) Legit, on deads. Was that hard? Yeah, we we didn't take it all the way out, but we took it to like 170 or something like that, and yeah, it sucked. Uh, Has anyone uh, experienced squatting with a deadlift bar? Like a Texas one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just There's definitely <laughs> noobs that put it on. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it happen in here. I'd, but have I'd, any of you guys? Nah, I, I'd, I'd just squat with a deadlift bar. I couldn't hand, handle the yeah, deadlift Nah, bar. I'm saying deadlift with a squat bar. The thick one, the real thick one. Yeah. Mm. Oh, damn. No. You know, Karen Hinch, he used to swear making lots of his gains <laughs> in COVID from having to do everything on a squat bar. He's a legend. Oh, because he took one of the squat bars from here, didn't he? Yeah, so he deadlifted, squatted and benched. On a squat bar. Even Pinnell likes the feeling of uh, benching with a squat bar. Lots of people do. Like yeah. a fat bar for bench. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm going to say deadlifting with a, I'm going to say squatting with a deadlift yeah. bar. Yeah. Because <sighs> I like watching Olympic weightlifters and I love the, how it whips up and down. So you're saying you can't squat heavy enough. So you just make it <laughs> look like it with bumpers in a deadlift bar. Did you not see me squatting with bumpers yesterday? I did. Front <laughs> squatting, no less. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't do that here, bro. <laughs> um, that's all the questions I got. Nice. Yeah, sick. 
Awesome, guys. Well, yeah, thanks heaps for having me, hey. Have you got any final words, uh, Tommy? Um, trust the process, find a coach you believe in, and trust the process. That's all I can say. You're nice. a man, Tommy. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> find T. Hardy on the socials. Thanks for coming, brother. Thanks heaps, guys. Thanks heaps for having me. The biggest ambassador Zero has, one of the most loyal, one of the fiercest and most loyal supporters of the brand, of Tom Brosey and of everyone here. Everyone loves Tommy. Thanks heaps for coming on, brother. Thanks heaps, guys. Love you, bro. Appreciate Thanks, it. Tommy. Love you too. Catch you later. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.